to another edition of the Power Podcast. This week I'm joined by Birdie. Hey, how's it going? And Forty. Hey, fellas, good to be back. And Ham. Welcome back, everybody. 2024, here we go. And with that, the first team list Tuesday of the year for the upper grades. Um, but we'll cast our eye back to the juniors. We took that week off. Um, but the first week of juniors, um, there were some victories there. Eels 34 to the Warriors 6 in the mats. And then in the ball, 32 to 20 over the Warriors. And then jumping into the Tasha Gals, uh, got touched up a bit there, 32-4 to four against the Bulldogs and 36-10 to 10 against the Bulldogs in the uh, Lisa Fiola Cup in that first round of action. Um, but some better news in the second round of action, uh, which saw the Eels defeating the Sharks 28-18 in the SG Ball Cup. Um, Sharks usually have a pretty good team in um, both that mats and the ball, so not too bad to get over the top of them there. And also winning in the mats, 34-20. to And just before I go on, Ham and 40, do you have any um, standout names from those first two weeks for first the ball? Ham, you want to lead away? Yeah, SG Ball. Uh, ooh, one sec, I'll just get a team list up. Uh, one name that's really surprised me, well, not surprised me, but he was doing well last year and he's really stepped it up again this year is uh, Moe Alamedine. He's um, probably a more modern-day winger. He's not overly tall. He's probably 180 to 184 centimetres tall, but he's thick around the, the chest and he loves the tough stuff. He really loves the ruck work. Very and, physical, um, yeah. Yeah, it paid off massively in the uh, last round against the Sharks. He broke... Two or three tackles, I think, and then set up uh, the halfback, uh, Dylan Brettel. Uh, other than him, uh, Sebastian Pierre-Carl has probably been the pick of the forwards. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's just his second year of SG ball now. He's just so hard to handle, and he can offload. like I haven't seen someone offload this well for for a while, and they're not erratic like your Filetti Mateo or your young Bryce Cartwright. No, he seems to be able to just sort of get two hands on the ball and then use his bum to push away from the defence and then find an offload there. So they're probably my um, my two uh, performers so far of the year. Yeah, good picks. Um, besides from that, it's uh, I like the two back rowers, Ham, the edge back rowers, Funaro Yuta, uh, Josiah, because there is also his younger brother, Leviticus, and Harold Matz, um, and Tyrese Lakenny. But it feels like they're still finding their place relative to their halves in this team. Their timing's not quite you know perfect in terms of their angles and, and lines. So once that gets sorted out, I think they're going to be real big features for the team. Um, Dom Ferruja on the wing. I think don't think we've seen the best of him with the ball in hand yet, uh, but Jeez is an asset to the team with his ability to kick goals from all over the park. Absolutely oh. monster boot. <laughs> I think he's missed um, two so far this year. And most of his conversions have been from out wide, I swear. So Yeah. <laughs> well, that's the thing. There was, uh, it was the first, first, first round where uh, he missed a penalty, which was sort of – Oh, what, what would you say, about 10 metres wide of the post? Yeah. And then just nails a sideline conversion on the bell? <laughs> yep. Yeah, he, he, he yeah, redeems himself with a try from the following set from the 20-metre restart, uh, or the, op, the alternative 20-metre restart, the dropout, and then, yeah, bangs over his own try conversion from out wide. So, yeah, Dom is a huge asset to the team. Uh, in the mats, well, it's a matter of uh, pick uh, who you really want. They've been probably been 
the most impressive of the four junior upgrades, I'd say, Ham, across the first two rounds. Uh, not only are they undefeated, but I think they've played the best brand of football. Um, I know that you're big on pretty much the entire spine. The one, six, seven, and 9 have all had a really strong start, uh, but there's been some features in the back line and the forward pack. Um, and yeah, so I, I don't know where you want to start because uh, you, you pick your couple and I'll tack on after that because there's a, a lot of players to single here. Yeah, I'd jump in just quickly. Lincoln Fletcher, speaking about our sharpshooters, seems to also yes, be a sharpshooter. Uh, yeah, another, another talented striker off the tee, it looks like. Yeah, he's uh, potting him over at a very impressive rate. Uh, yeah, again, I think he's only missed two or maybe even one so far this year. And when you're scoring five, six tries a game, that's that's massive. Um, not only for the team, but sort of his potential as a goal kicker. Uh, in the mats, it, it's hard. As, as you said, 40, I'm big on the spine. But I'll probably go, I'll go one from the backs and one from the forwards again. Mm-hmm. Actually, I might go one from the spine and then one from the forwards. I'm going to go uh, Ezra Liotta. We brought him down from Queensland. And he's, he's class. He's very classy. Um, he's probably more of a runner than we've seen in the past with our um, products coming through. Probably more in the Zaitis Mugatatia mold of just likes to run. Um, but he's also, yeah, he's just, I don't know, there's something about him that. You'll see in the highlights of the SG ball, um, I think it's that try sets up for Lincoln Fletcher. It's just the way he moves, and you can tell, you can, you can see the work that Josh Hodgson has put into him. And I think you can probably be able to see the work that uh, Josh Hodgson has done with his spine. There, they run a lot more shapes than you usually see for this grade, and so yeah, that's good to see. And then from the forwards again, it's 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 pick your poison really. Right at Talungi has just been ferocious in attack and defence. Every time he hits. They drop to the ground. Um, Ocean Vivella just powers forward. Samuel Polly out on the edge here, running smart lines. Reminds me, oh, it's it's a big it's a big comparison, but he reminds me of uh, Nathan Hindmarsh. <laughs> uh, he's just really smart hole runner, really smart lines, and will just tackle anything and everything that comes his way, and even makes his way across the other side of the field to tackle. Uh, and then Mason Ong again, just. There's multiple times where he's being tackled or has someone on him and then a second defender will come on and he will bump them off. That's He's just a very powerful run of the ball. So, But out of that pick, I'm probably picking Ryder Talangi. And uh, Ham has very kindly left me a player that I dare say he knows I'm a big fan of and Cyrus Bloomfield available to <laughs> shout out, which is a very nice layup there. Thank you, mate. Um, yeah, been, I've been waiting a long time to see this kid in terms of coming through the, the development squads. And, yeah, he's, he's looked very sharp in his first couple of games. He's, uh, as, as you can imagine, these grades, not the fully realised product yet in terms of his positional acumen. Um, yeah, he's still learning all the nuances of playing fullback, but the raw athletic potential is insane. Um, just the way he explodes onto the ball, you don't see too often in these grades at fullback, so very keen to see how his season plays out. Um, the two halves have been very good, Rosati and Fletcher. Um, you know, Lincoln, as you mentioned, Hamish being a sharpshooter off the tee, but also been heavily involved with the ball in hand, both as a runner, passer, and kicker, which is great to see from young halfback. And then the one, the forwards, I mean, the entire front row, Ham, I gave more praise. But for me, Ocean Vivella, he is just so violent in like the controlled sense on the field on both sides of the ball, which is what you really want to see from a big bookend. He runs hard, he hits hard, it's just as hard, if not harder, in defense, makes big impact. So, Really good to see, and it, it is a very talented group. A um, couple of young guys in here playing up and playing above their, their sort of uh, age grade, which is good to see. Um, and yeah, if they, they keep going, they're going to give this competition a fair shake. And then the results in the Lisa Fiola um, Cup. We were successful there in their second game, 12-4 over the Sharks. 
uh, but also going down in the Tasha Gales for the second week in a row, 22 to 6 against the Sharks. Um, any standouts there for um, the women's uh, two teams? Uh, Lisa Fiola. Let's see, I'll just get the team list up from last the, week. The one that impressed me in round one for the Lisa Fiola was the winger Nikita E, who uh, showed some very uh, sharp. Uh, wait, I'm, I'm getting my grades mixed up, aren't I? Yes, I am. My bad. I was thinking of Tasha. No, Lisa Fiola. Is she Lisa Fiola? Yeah, she's yeah, she is. Yeah, she is too. Yeah, Nikita Air, sorry, who uh, has some clean sets of heels when given a bit of space. Uh, scored a couple of near length of field tries uh, against the Bulldogs and was also, <clears throat> I think, pretty handy in this game here. But uh, outside of that, Ham, um, there's a lot of talent in this uh, Fiola team, but it feels like they're sort of, sort of coming together as a team in that case. Like they're sort of learning on the fly here um, by virtue of being a, a new fixture to a more fully realised season as, as opposed to being what was initially a weekend competition and then a four-round competition. Yeah, it's um, it's interesting to see because you can see with the with the boys and the young men, uh, they've probably had it a little bit better uh, coming into grades when they're 17. Like you have the 14s, 15s, 16s development mm-hmm. squads, whereas I think you can really see the, the uh, disparity between uh, the two sort of the two... Uh, Pathways, pathways in this instance where, you know, the girls probably playing a little bit slower, uh, probably getting more used to the game, used to collision and everything, and so it, it's really hard to judge um, based on that. When you know, boys have probably had three, probably maybe even four years of um, development squads before they even get to this grade. So, look, it's it's more it's it's a it's a simpler game that the girls are playing. It's and but. That's what that's where their game is at at the moment. Is that unfortunately for this time being, they just don't have the the development that the men's pathways does. So it's it's a real hard judge. Um, I think these two teams need to um, just keep it as simple as possible. Mm-hmm. I think they've got a good game plan. It's once they go outside those parameters and they start throwing the ball, they start offloading. Um, they might panic a little bit. That's when sort of things go astray for them. But when they're picking the ball up from dummy half, going five tackles, kick, they're doing well because they've got some... They make so many, so much ground in this game. Like, uh, my my pick of the bunch was Mary Sivo, number eight. Uh, she was just ferocious. She was monstrous at uh, attack and defence, made so many metres. I think they, um, they just need to keep it as simple as possible for themselves until they learn what the game is about what their opposition is about, and most importantly, what they themselves are about, how they themselves will play. So just keep it as simple as possible, um, stick to your forwards, and then uh, Alia Sufan, who's the halfback captain, she seems to be sort of... I don't, she must have played footy uh, earlier than these girls or been part of some sort of development um, in that terms because she seems to be the one that's sort of steering them around and, you know, trying these things. But, you know, unfortunately, it's just sort of... It's not quite working for them at the moment. It's true for both the Tasha Gale and the Lisa Fiola, and they'll be sick of hearing it by the end of the season, but those rugby league truisms around completion rate and possession are going to be what defines how far they can grow this year because what's really breaking their backs are the incomplete sets and the errors in their own half, gifting the opposition a lot of free shots at the goal line. So if they can tidy that up, uh, a lot of the other stuff will sort of sort itself out. They'll be able to grow and develop easier because of it. Uh, but, yeah, they've, they drew a really tough opponent in round one in both grades in the Bulldogs, who were 
as we know from last year, uh, putting together a very good uh, female pathway program there. They were in the grand final and the Tasha Gallen were one of the two uh, clear-cut best teams in that grade last season and they looked pretty handy this year. Um, whereas Cronulla here, we know they've got a pretty good pathway because they've been heavily involved in the New South Wales Rugby League version, the Harvey Nolan Women's Premiership, uh, for a long time. So they've put together a pretty good team, it looks like, as well. And, yeah, the fact that we're just handing over a lot of ball in these two grades is making it difficult to compete as well as they, we know that they can. I think with the, the Tasha Gale there, they dropped the ball over the line uh, and then the Sharks had a seven-tackle set and, and they went, scored went after down that. and scored, yep, exactly. And that's when sort of the tide turned. I thought we were on top at that point. Um, I dare say that if whoever, I can't remember who dropped the ball, but if they score there, I have a feeling that the scores would have been reversed. It's, it's Momentum is a funny thing, isn't it? Yep. So but They just needed a bit of confidence. As soon as that ball was dropped, their heads dropped as too. So, again, that's just another learning curve for them that you know they need to make sure they get back on top of it. Mm-hmm. Very much kiss, the kiss principle. Keep it yep. simple, stupid. 100%. Yep, 100%. All right, back to keeping things simple, uh, straight into the team list for the um, first trial of the year, Saturday 17th of February, down at Cogra, so we're the curtain raiser for the Challenge Cup, uh, which we confirmed is between the Rabbitohs and the Dragons and not the Roosters, as uh, the Eels website would have had us believe. Um <laughs> Without further ado, jumping straight into that team list. So for the Eels, Blaze Talungi at fullback, Dunstar, Russell on the wings, Morgan Harper, Bailey Simonson in the centres, Dejon Arcee, Ethan Sanders in the halves, forward pack is Kai Rodwell, Hofehigi Ogden, Brendan Hands at hooker, Sean Lane, Kelma Tualangi, and Ryan Madison all make up the second row. Ryan Madison at lock there, Luca Moretti, Widemi Greg, Matt Dury, Makatoa on the bench, and then the extended bench is Matt Arthur, Tony Mathaeli, Joshua Lynn, Charlie Geimer, Dan Keir, Saxon Pryke, Zach Sini, Isaac Lumi Lumi, and Ethan Martin. Um, and then looking at that Raiders team list, there is some first graders there, you know. You've got Savage, Hopawade, Chotrich, uh, Gula. Uh, Wolford's played first grade. Um, yeah, plenty of plenty of first graders there, Tom but it Starling. is more of a second string team for them as well, I guess, especially in the spine. I guess similar to us. All right, uh, Birdie, what what do you, what do you like? Who do you want to see there, mate? Um, so interesting to see uh, hands starting. Like I don't know, I'm not I'm not up to up to date at the moment with like Lusick or I don't know. I thought and even Sean Russell. Like I don't know why we're starting them. <laughs> I'm a bit worried just with when it comes to trials, like even last year with Sean Lane and um, just him getting injured. You know, it might, it might be like a curse or anything, but I thought usually our first trial is usually New South Wales Cup slash, you know, um, what's what's the one below? Ron Massey Cup or whatever, like that kind of level. So, yeah, I'm excited to see the fullback, uh, Talongi play. Um, yeah, Sanders, see what the, all the hype is about him. But, and, yeah, I don't know. I'm a bit worried that we actually do have a few starters. Like when you look at it like... They're not so much starters, but like on the bench, we need them. And I feel as though our team, we like, you know, if one of the players go down, we're going to be like, in terms of the forwards, we'll, we'll be pretty much screwed. So I wouldn't mind if uh, Makatoa started, you know, and probably have our starters, sorry, to have our higher ranked uh, players on the bench. But yeah, I don't know. I'm a bit uh, hesitant on this, but uh, yeah, I don't know much about Saxon Pryke, um, Dan Keir, like those type of players. So yeah, interesting to see Josh Lynn there. I thought he. Haven't heard his name in a while, in a couple of years, actually. So, yeah. Well, just speaking about that, so 
you see the two forwards that are starting, or at least middle forwards, Rodwell and Ogden. Um, I guess we sort of preferred Moretti and Greg when he was available last year. Um, is there something that we haven't seen in pre-season Ham and Forty that would uh, see perhaps Rodwell putting his hand up for a bench spot to start the year? Rodwell's had a good pre-season by uh, all reports from 60s. He's been uh, physically excellent. Um, but I feel this is a case of the two rotational props here, Rodwell and Ogden versus Moretti and Greg and Makatoa too as part of that trio. Um, but especially for Moretti and Greg, they've been bench specialists in the NRL, um, whereas Rodwell and Ogden have been specialist starters in New South Wales Cup. So they're probably just playing the two pairs of props in their preferred roles in order to get them tuned up for round one. Um, I, I wouldn't read too much into potential uh, depth charts and rankings here um, because equally so, Moretti's had an outstanding preseason. Wirimu looks like he's in career-best shape, which, you know, you hate to use that, uh, you know, sort of cliche or meme, but he does look in very good shape. So, yeah, I wouldn't be reading too much into that. Um, Bertie did raise an interesting point about the back line. Um, we know for a fact that Morgan Harper and Bowie Simonson are locked in a battle for the position opposite Will Penasini at left centre. So they're in a straight-up shootout there. So it's no surprise they've both been named. Um, be interesting to see who gets the nod at left centre for this game, uh, if that means anything there. But um, maybe the presence of Dunstan Russell in this game means that uh, I, I'd say Russell would have the edge, but maybe it's not an open-shut case as to who's starting opposite Micah Sivo on the other wing then. Maybe there's a competition there uh, with Hayes looking to get back from the hip drop tackle two years ago that really you know rubbed him out for essentially two seasons. Um, even though I got the play last year. So, yeah, I'd be very interested to see how that plays out there. Uh, Blaze Talungi, it's been a whirlwind transformation for him. He was a 5'8", almost like exclusively, essentially for most of his junior rep career, came into the SG ball last year off injury into a loaded spine and was forced out into the centres where he was outstanding. And now he's been plugged in the fullback, and I'm really keen to see how this kid goes there because he's got – all the physical attributes you need to be a dominant fullback, but we know that there is a lot of nuance and subtlety to the role. You've got to be able to talk and organize the defensive line. Your positioning is absolutely critical, both in attack and defense, and there's a lot of stuff that he's going to need to learn on the assignment in order to become you know, the, the best fullback prospect he can be. But I am very excited because I think a lot of the stuff that he does uh, is well-suited to fullback and being in that isolated scenario out wide where you can pick on those three-on-twos, two-on-ones, you know, get downhill against a, a retreating or sliding defense. So really keen to see what he can do there. Ethan Sanders, well, I believe he's now the presumptive backup to Mitchell Moses. So this is a big chance for him. This is his team on Saturday. Um, he's going to be leading them around the park. He looked very good in the SG ball last year. I know that his future is still up in the air and uh, odds, the smart odds are on him leaving the club. But I am keen to see if he can be a big part of our premiership push this year. Um, and yeah, aside from that, Brennan hands a dummy half. I think the fact that Joey Lusick, Mitch Moses, Dylan Brown, and Quentin Gufferson are all absent will sort of point that that's the first string spine. Obviously, the one, six, and seven is not in any doubt there, but I'd say that Joey Lusick probably has his hands on the number nine gig there. Uh, and then aside from that, no junior, no reg. That's to be expected. I think we played Sean Lane and Ryan Madison in this corresponding trial last year. Madison did play because he had the suspension that you know we all got frustrated about looming over his head coming into round one. But I'm pretty certain both these boys played last year, so uh, no surprise to see them here to lead the forwards around. And the player that I haven't talked about yet that I'm really keen to see, Kelma Talangi. I had a very good preseason, showing some real great positional versatility between being able to play on the edge, in the middle. I think he even moonlighted in the back line at one point, so he's been very sharp. Uh, he's going to be there in round one, but he's going to be a starter on the bench. This is his chance to decide which is, or sort of press a claim as to which spot it's going to be. 
And then obviously the assorted young kids that aren't starting, Arthur, Lynn, Mattielli, Pryke, Martin, Geimer, um, they're all very talented. Be interesting to see how many minutes they can get. I think Matthew Arthur's probably going to get a few minutes. Um, I, I don't think they're going to need to see too much out of Brendan Hands in this game because they know how he can handle dummy half. So I expect Woods to be in there and, and play a fair few minutes. But beyond that, uh, how guys like Geimer and Pryke and Ethan Martin, um, you know, they have they get the chance to get out there and play against some you know quality either NRL or New South Wales Cup talent would be very good to see. Ham, you've been waiting all off season. What are you um, excited for? Oh, there's a few things. That, how, do, how do you follow 40 on that one? That was incredible. That, that, that's, yeah, <laughs> comprehensive one might call it. Um, I, just, I just want to correct him on one thing. Blaze Talungi, four years, four positions. First year we saw him, Harold Match, who played lock, coming off the bench. Second year was 5'8", uh, or halfback. Third year was centre, fourth year's fullback. That's the only thing. That's the only thing. So four years, four positions for him. And so... Um, if you look, if uh, Brad Arthur's looking for utility off the bench, that might be one there. Um, I, I, I'm not saying he will, but uh, Brad did say in that interview he wants a utility. Well, I think Blaze needs a little bit more time, maybe in Jersey Flug or reserve grade, but could be it. Uh, but there's one other name we're seeing there. Every, it, it was my eyes were drawn to it as soon as the team list uh, was named, and that's number 26, Ethan Martin. Uh, that's the only number I care about. I hope that um, Hayes Dunster plays probably 60 minutes or so. I hope that Sean Russell plays about 40. And then bring on bring on Ethan Martin. He can play both positions. He'll play both sides of the field, I reckon. Um, get him on, get him going. The rest, you know, Blaze will probably play close to the full game. Same with Hayes. It'll be interesting to see how many minutes they give Harper and Simonson. Mm. Uh, we don't... Oh, looking on the bench Zach there. Zach Seeney. Lumi Lumi could probably play centre. Maybe, you could maybe even Martin. Charlie Geimer. Yeah, he's out there too, even though he's but more of a back row these days. You'd probably be looking more towards whoever's going to be the backup probably gets 60 or 70, and the one that's probably going to start is probably going to get closer to 40. So that might be an indicator as well of um, where they're looking. Uh, the forward pack speaks for itself. Like The fact that we can go in, you know, you, except for Lane and Mattison and sort of Greg and Tuolungi, the fact that we can go with that strong of a forward pack and we haven't named... Hopgood, Bolo, Hopgood, Bolo Gillard, uh, Bryce Cartwright, Ivan like, Yeah, <laughs> another one. Like, there's just there's just so much talent in this forward pack. Um, they just need to be on the field this year, really. Yeah, yeah. no suspensions, no injuries this year, please. Yes, pretty please. Um, and then other than that, I'm interested to see uh, how many minutes hands plays. Again, I'm probably you're probably looking at fifty to sixty, and then you bring in on young Arthur for twenty to thirty minutes there, and I just I'd like to see how he would handle because he'd be probably going up against your fringe reserve graders, you could call them, I guess. Uh, Peter Tateo, um and a few others there that are probably on the fringe of reserve grade. Where that's probably where Matty Arthur is at the moment, sort of in between Jersey Fleg and reserve grade. So uh, interested to see how he'll be able to handle that and the way he attacks from dummy half, and most importantly, how he defends. Yeah, I just want to take you back. You were talking about Blaze. Um, could he be considered the X Factor player that we've been uh, told so much that we're searching for? You don't want to call. Well, you don't want to call a young kid X Factor because it, it just puts well, too much pressure on them. First off, it's a shit name to call someone like X Factor. <laughs> X Factor Talangi. Imagine that on your license. <laughs> no, just um, I just yeah, it's a hard one. But at the same time, like 
with how little he's played last year and everything, there wouldn't be much tape on him. And that's why we see a lot of these kids coming through their first year is so good because there's little to no tape on them. So the coaches can't work out their idiosyncrasies and everything. So that that could be one thing in his favour. But I, I'd like to see him play a few more games of reserve grade just to get just to get some time under his belt. I think he, he come – was it a, a foot injury last year, 40? Yeah, I believe he broke a foot in the preseason. Yeah, yeah, he missed a chunk of the um, junior rep season, sort of come back later in the in that, and then played some um, Jersey flag. I just could he be? He could be. He could be. When you got a top thirty contract at nineteen years old, based off what you've done in Harold Matts, you're going to have some talent. Yeah, you have to, and that means that yeah. if we're offering him top thirty, that means other clubs are after him as well. So I don't want to put pressure on the dude, right? And I know, like, as, as you said, he hasn't played much reserve grade, but do you think come towards the end of the year, he could sort of, like, take take the, like, over, over place uh, Arcee in terms of, like, the pecking order? Because I feel as though he could play more positions than Arcee, and Arcee was getting some games on the bench for us, and he's sort of, like, wasted on the bench, if that makes sense. So, like, going forward, like, towards the end of the year, could he, you know, sneak in probably a five, six games? I, I'm not going to, I'm not going to put my, my, uh, out on the line here, but you know, if we're talking about potentially, well, I'd like to see him play a couple of games. I'd like to see him play a couple of games because uh, that means he's been doing really well, and that means that well, hopefully the, the first grade team's doing well. He's it's not a forced change. It's a he's doing so well we cannot keep him out. But yes, he could. Yeah, you heard it here first. Cam's all in. <laughs> X Factor, the player we've been waiting for, or apparently searching according to news.com. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, all right, well, I think that's very comprehensive there. You've heard a couple of names across there, some that aren't familiar to you, um, getting a crack. Um, this one, will it be on KO slash Fox yes, Sports? I think on both, yeah. yeah. Um, after we learned the, the sour news about um, the New South Wales Cup, etc., New South Wales Rugby League TV, bloody changing to a paid subscription service. Like, seriously. I've I've subscribed. Oh, I, I know you guys will have subscribed, <laughs> but like... I, I just think if... Because to me, I, again, I'm I'm a I'm a hopeful, I'm a forever optimist. I hope that um, with the amount of subscribers that they get, they go, oh, well, people, there's a there's a want for this, so they eventually they either stream more or have f- more full games up. Because I know it's it's a, a prerequisite for each game that they have to be videotaped. So I think that th- I, th- I believe there is a market there for uh, junior flag and New South Wales Cup games. To be straight, and they don't have to have commentary. You know, you could put some of that terrible music that they put on behind for the highlights. They could chuck that on. I just, I just like to think that with me spending my fifty dollars for the year, that it eventually becomes a fully fledged uh, streaming service. Yeah, they should not- include it into the memberships, in my opinion. Like, say, the club yeah. memberships. Like, I, I think so too. Yeah. I know, it's, like, and I, you know. Sorry, I was going to say, I was going to say, I know it's not like somebody that's going to like get new members in, but it's like an added bonus. Like I'd rather that than like the key ring or the you know the the stubby holder like that they usually give you. So well, yeah, that's what you're saying. It's fifty dollars there, and you know most people have to fork out for either KO and whatever else, and you know the hundreds of other bloody streaming things that you've got to pay for to to get whatever you want. I think I looked at my bill last year. It was like fuck, <laughs> Disney Plus, Netflix, bloody KO plus. Oh, I don't do Stan. Um, 
uh, what's the other one? Amazon. Uh, fuck, there's just too many. Paramount, like you look at, et cetera, et cetera, yeah. And, and like I set them all up when, you know, they were like five bucks a month and it was all, and everybody in the family got on the plan and now I'm trying to cancel them and everybody in the family is like, what, the, what, what are you doing to my streaming service? <laughs> <laughs> they trapped me. They trapped me good. Um, is what I want to say, but I'm now a, a, a proud member or digital member of GWS Giants, and and that's uh, not just because they offer. Well, actually, it's only because they offer discounted KO. <laughs> 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 so I'd love to look at the AFL's um, digital memberships. They're going to be like South Bloody Pet memberships from a couple of years ago. They'll have uh, hundred thousand members, hundred thousand members, and they have you know five people show up each week. <laughs> Um, all right, well, that, that, that was old man yells at cloud. Uh, let's move on to the next part, which is the Eels fan day. So following the um, challenge uh, team list, uh, sorry, the challenge uh, matchup against the Raiders on the Saturday, the Sunday, we'll be down at um, Parramatta Square where they've just um, completely redone it up. Uh, you know, those nice big towers there, the under area, um, come out there into Parramatta Square. Uh, where they've just um, have they got rid of that last little bit of um, stuff in front of Town Hall there? I should have checked when I was there yesterday. Maybe not. But anyway, it's rejuvenated. Looks good. Um, plenty of food options and all that sort of crap. Um, but yeah, so they'll have the the regular member zone there for 2024 Eels members, uh, where you can apparently chill out, grab a coffee, and get your Eels jersey personalised for free in our exclusive member zone. Uh, there's a boots swap donation drop, so bring your used footy boots, uh, and then there's stuff for the family uh, and exciting activations. Plus, of course, meeting all the. Um, Eels players for the 2024 season. So they've moved it from where they did have it out at, um, what was that? Bella Vista Farm? Farm? Yeah, Bella Vista Farm uh, and brought it back into the main hub of Parramatta now that uh, they've uh, rejuvenated that main area there. So uh, hope to see you guys out there on Sunday. Uh, I won't be there. I won't be there either. <laughs> <laughs> it's from 9am to 12.30. Um, but this is um, my dad's away this weekend, and every second weekend I've spent up at his place um, painting. Uh, so I'm going to use that Sunday to sit on the couch and finish off Spider-Man Two. Woo! Yeah, um, I think that's. Uh, sorry, there's going to be the New South Wales Cup and the flag trial. Uh, they haven't dropped any info or team lists as of yet. Um, but it's a bit unofficial. A bit unofficial. Is that on the Saturday as well? Uh, I believe so. Yes. After um, SG Ball. Okay, so after the juniors. And having said that, uh, once I'm just trying to get the draws up for this weekend, of course. Uh, that's just to, yeah, so the SG Ball this weekend. Yeah, so the junior reps um, being played on, as you said, only SG Ball uh, up against the Balmain Tigers, 10 a.m. at Eric Tweedle Stadium. So that's the one just at Granville, is that right? Yep. yep. Saturday, 17th of Feb. Um, so if you're getting there, then you might see a little bit of flag and a little bit of reserve grade after that. And then you can mosey on down over to um, uh, the Dragons home turf uh, down at, oh, shit, what's their name again? Okay, Cogra. It is Cogra. $25 to sit on the hill, $45 to sit in the grandstand. I remember you did complain about this last time here. Blood is still boiling over it. I mean, would you rub it? Hill. Um, for two games, so I guess it's twelve dollars fifty a game. That's yeah, not that bad. Watch, who wants to watch South Dragons? Would you rather pay what fifty five bucks a cent at Leichhardt Oval? 
I would rather shit my pants than pay any money to go to Leichhardt Oval. Mm. Well, wasn't that the great thing about uh, West's members, or not members, sorry, uh, West fans who aren't members complaining about the um, the Easter Monday game with us? Yeah, the prices of those. And it's like, you know, we've got 35,000 members. We've got to seat all of them there first. You guys are second-class second citizens, and if you can't even bloody get your, your club membership, you know, you don't really deserve people... to go to the football. A few people outing themselves by uh, Eels fans outing themselves as not being members, talking about the prices. Um, you got a you got a link. You had a code to get cheaper tickets for the game. So, you know, pays to be a member. Oh, okay. So our, our regular members' tickets work, don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry, yeah, uh, not yeah, not non season. Non ticket. Yeah, non ticket members got a code for cheaper tickets. Okay, I was about to start complaining then. <laughs> <laughs> Um, all right. Well, is there anything else to raise, boys? If not, I think that might wrap us up. Um, Mahalia Murphy re-signing for the NRLW. Has that even made to the Eels news webpage? I believe it has. It has. Okay. Was that during the week? I haven't paid attention. My bad. Uh, six days ago, five days ago. Oh, there you go. That may well have been last year, mate. <laughs> and then the one fella and the five ladies that earned all-star selection this year. Yeah. Oh, and then there's also the um, the... Our resident lock will be playing in the Indigenous All Stars mm-hmm. game too. So, oh. when is the Indigenous? Is that this weekend too? Friday uh, night. Friday. Mm-hmm. Friday night. There you are. First bit of footy uh, Friday night. So, Again. as you said, we've got Bulldog Storm all... on the Thursday. Well, that doesn't count. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like it's like uh, like Dragons versus South. No one wants to watch Bulldog versus Storm. <laughs> yeah, it's a uh, turd sandwich and uh, what's the other one? Giant douche. Um, Bulldogs v Storm Thursday night, mate. Yeah, no, all good. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but we know that he's good playing here, only Sodgers in his household. Um, yeah, so, All Stars will be up at Townsville and uh, on your telly on Friday night. Um, and as uh, touched on there, uh, for the Indigenous women, Malia Murphy, Monique Donovan, and Tanika Todhunter. And then in the Maori women, uh, Kennedy Cherrington and Sally Fay. And obviously, Jermaine Hopgood for the Indigenous All-Stars men's team. Um, so there, get your first little bit of um, rugby league this Friday night, um, unless you want to suffer through Bulldog Storm on the Thursday night. I think I will, so I can uh, laugh at Reed Marnie. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then, friends, we'll, we'll leave it there for another week. And we are ticking up to round one. I just had a look back in my calendar. All the dates are in there. I think you can... Go on to like nrl.com and they can share the, or, or even the Eels website. And there's a way to get like um, the calendar so it just automatically syncs to your whatever Google Calendar or whatever you use, get like an iCal or whatever it is. Um, but already all synced up. So that first game, the 9th of March 2024, at home, uh, sent out the text uh, to uh, stepdad to make sure that he'll be coming along with the two kids uh, on that Saturday, um, 5 30 p.m. But we're ticking closer there now. And then we've got the next trial match is the 24th. Is that right? Yes. Yes. And against, that'll be the 25th. More, 25th. That's 25th. the Sunday. Yep. yep which will have more first graders um, coming back. And then obviously, uh, very glad that we're not going over to uh, Sin City for the first round of action or zero round. Can you just imagine some of those teams? Like, the Broncos can't even do a fan day without getting on a punch-on. Um, what, what's going to happen over in Vegas? <laughs> it's going to be a disaster. Who oh, thought and, this was a good idea? And uh, can you imagine the journalist? 
what happens in oh. Vegas doesn't stay in Vegas. Ooh, mate, you could get a job at... Uh, Buzz Rothfield's heir, apparent. At I, News Corp. I, I don't think <laughs> enough. <laughs> the old, the old, was, it, was it Ham Rothfield? Is that what it was, Button Ham? Oh, don't. Uh, <laughs> don't uh. <sighs> All right, then, guys. We'll, we'll catch you uh, next week. It's straight into it now. And then we'll be previewing the next round, and then we'll do season preview, and then it'll be straight into preview round one. It's all go, 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 yep. It's come around so quickly. Happy for it to be back. Yes. Right then. Catch you guys on the next Paracast. Cheers. Ciao. Ciao.